Welcome to 104 Days, a Phineas and Ferb companion podcast. Hi, I'm Kelly. Hi, I'm her dad. <laughs> and this is episode 40, Oil on Candace. So this is the one where the boys help Django? Yes, a kid we've seen like once before and, and never circus. again. Or he, he gets like a huge the- chunk of this episode. He gets the whole episode. He's trying to impress his dad, and um, Dr. D is trying to impress his professor. I must impress my professor. Like that? I must impress my professor. Yeah. That's all I know. So that's a, that's a fun song. I mean, no song that's sung by Dr. Doofenshmirtz can be very good. Because his voice gets so grating when you have to listen to it for so long. I did like the choreography, though. Like the part where toward the very end, I must impress my professor. And he like throws his hand out, walking I up the stairs. I professor. Yeah, the choreography was good. Uh, the formula scores a 5.5 this episode. We're missing almost everything from the Phineas and Ferb half. We do get a line from Ferb. But the song is Dr. D's. Even when he says, even, oh, there you are, Perry, is Dr. D saying it. Uh, He doesn't say curse you. He says thank you to Perry Platypus. That's where the half comes in. Because he said that Dr. D was evil, which she technically is. We do have a couple of... Technically. We do have a couple of recurring bits. Uh, We have Django, as mentioned. He was in it. He was most... I think the only time he ever had, even had a line. Pe- like the woman that was standing next to um, Django's dad, like interviewing him. Hmm. We'll see her again. Oh, okay. But uh, Django was in the one with the circus. Yeah. That's oh. all we've seen him. Jerk de Soleil. Oh. That was episode eight. Uh, season one, episode eight. He was in that. He was the one who was trying to put his put his foot behind his head or something, right? Yeah. But here he gets a central role as he's trying to impress his dad, as Callie said, his dad Beppo, played by Joel Gray. None of us know who he is. Yeah, I've never heard of him, although he is he's old. I mean, <laughs> he's he wow. would he, when this was recorded, he was in his mid-70s. Um, but he is a, apparently an award-winning actor and stage performer. Dad but, said I would know his daughter. Yeah, to me, best known as the father of the person, uh, the vo- voiced Dr. Gvarlik, who is uh, Dr. Doofenshmirtz's professor. professor. And that is Jennifer Grey, a well-known actress, best known probably for... Thinking. Dirty Dancing from the <laughs> 1980s, but um, has definitely also had some bit roles in other things. Also, she was in uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, right? So those are some guest stars that we have here. I would say that we had a callback to when Dr. Gvarlik says when Perry is playing stupid. <laughs> and like, oh, he's, he's done this before. I've fallen for it before, but just wait. He's just a platypus, Heinz. They don't do much, you know. He's just a platypus, Heinz. So he doesn't a, do That's much. a callback to previously when that line has been said. And this is the first episode that I recall. I'm not saying that other episodes didn't have it, but the first episode that I really recall seeing an element from the title sequence, because <laughs> there's like a part where they've got a big roller and a helicopter, I think, and they're, it's like they're painting, they're painting the unpainted desert. I think that's an allusion to the opening sequence. There are later occasions when they are 
making also, obvious and definite references to the opening sequence. Also, um, the background song when they're painting the desert. Yes. We'll see that again. And one other callback is we see, or we've often seen Candace calling back to previous things the boys have done. Here, we saw a little array of the things that Dr. Doofenshmirtz has done. We saw five, at least five, different innators from early on. The drillinator from episode one, the deflatinator from episode two, the and in the background, they showed the Meltonator 65,000. Remember, has a melting capacity of seven. That's on a scale of one to five, so that's a big number. Big. And the Woodinator, which is the thing that turns things into wood. And then there is another one that Callie thinks might have been the ice cream machine that he built in the Busted episode. Busted. Oh, so when Dad was talking about the the... One to five, but seven was a giant number, remember? Mm, yeah, it was not that long ago. I do remember. <laughs> okay. I just picture like a bunch of three-year-olds, and then one of the, one of the three-year-olds goes up to their friends and says, I can count up to seven. And then all his other friends were like, wow, that's a big number. Wow. Well, let's move on to our top three, Callie. Why don't you start? My number three and number my two are not that good. But my number one is awesome. And why are they not that good, Kelly? Because this episode is great. Because this episode is not that good. But go ahead. It's... I like this episode. All right. Continue. How about this? I don't like Roller Coaster. (laughs) I mean, Roller Coaster is not one of my favorites. Roller Coaster the musical, that's a different story. My number three... Is when Doofenshmirtz blows up the dam. He's trying to blow up the moon. So he turns to his professor and is like, so no more songs about dams? And then she's like, oh, that's too bad. I like a good toe-tapping dam song. Which I got to feel like if that line had been on Animaniacs, Yakko would have turned to the camera and said, good night, everybody. (laughs) My number three... Uh, also from Dr. Gavarlik is when he shows her Perry and he's there in a chair sitting there with his eyes going in different directions and says he's, that Perry is his nemesis. And she goes, how can he be your nemesis? He doesn't even have a hat. My number two is... After she said, Gavarlik, out! And left. And left, walked, I think, away from the building... She walked off the... Okay, so she walked off the roof, the but then balcony. Then you heard a door slam. Slammed the door. Okay. Fell down the building. No, okay. that part, we didn't see that part. But go ahead. After that I'm happened, after that happened, we have... She walks off the building. Yes. Jumps up onto the ledge because she's small. Mm-hmm. Then jump down, jump, walks up the, the, the elevator or stairs in the apartment building and slams to the door. That's what I pictured happened. And after that, we have Callie's number two. Which is, that could have gone better. So my number two actually comes right before that. When she's explaining to Heinz, she's like, Oh, Heinz, it doesn't have to, evil isn't all the big things you do. You can spread evil in the little things you do every day. But the fact that she said this in like, there's this inspirational, happy music behind it. But what she's saying is really terrible, of course. (laughs) 
And uh, then she puts him down by saying that he couldn't even do that right. And then he went on went on to say, Gavarlik out and Callie's number two. But let's go on with your number one, Callie. My number one is one kind of sees the desert. Oh. And it's been painted on. And she says, Mom, Mom! And then, um, what's his face? Django. Django. Um, says, Dad, Dad! And then Dr. D says, Doctor, Doctor! I just thought that whole combination was just... Yeah. Because it's it plays into the the rule of three with comedy, right? That you've got Candace playing it straight and Django playing it straight, but then when Doctor D does it the third time in a row, it's funny. That's often true. Rule <laughs> of three. My number one, though, as I said, is right after um, Doctor D says that could have gone better, and he says something like, "You think I'm evil, don't you, Perry?" And Perry just gives him that 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 Perry grin. And gives him a little finger gun, right? And points at him. And, and that's funny to me. And along with that, I'm going to tie in the right at the very beginning when he's watching his his uh, stories, uh, Major Monogram calls them, and he's all unshaven. And Major Monogram pops on the TV and he just switches the channel. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I love you. Agent P, I know it's your day off, but... I just like the part where oh, it says, yeah. I love you. I love you too. I hate you. I thought you hated me. <laughs> yes, that was a good that was a good soap opera. So I'm pretty excited to have gotten to this point in the podcast, as I may have explained at some point in the previous 40 episodes. Uh, several months ago, Callie and I started watching an episode, just like, you know, a story, a half episode, of Phineas and Ferb every night, and not long before she would go to bed. And as this happened, I got it more and more in my mind that this would be a nice podcast idea for us to watch a story, talk about it. And so that's where this podcast came from. But what we got up to before we started the podcast was this episode, Oil on Candace. And then rather than move on to the next one, we went back to the beginning and worked through all of them recording podcasts as we went. But as so, we began the beginning of the podcast, I've been watching Phineas and Ferb, and I've been watching it over and over. I went through season one to season four, then season one again. But meanwhile, I haven't watched a lot of these episodes in years, so I am really looking forward to... Uh, especially coming into this very next episode. And I know we've got a good run of them coming up uh, right on into season two. So I'm excited for the next episode. And one more dig at this one. Happy to put it in my rearview mirror. Because even, even Ferb's line wasn't particularly amusing because, you know, putting the picture on the refrigerator is the... Heartwarming. Is the most great honor of... Oh. Especially a giant fridge. Yes, oh, also what I liked about this, fridge. but I never wrote down. Oh, wait. You can say what you wanted to say. No, go ahead. Okay, so when he, they were talking about, oh, look at all these giant things that he's built. And Vidya says, look at that giant baby. It, um, what, what's his face? Django um, was like, my dad didn't build that. And then the, a, a woman comes over and grabs the giant baby. Well, he was a really big baby. He's like six feet tall or eight. Mm. Um, also, we'll see that woman again. So fun fact. But maybe you disagree and you don't think this is the worst episode of Phineas and Ferb. And you're certainly welcome to send me an email to tell me how I'm wrong. And if you want to do that, 
The email address is gmail.com. There you go. Until next time. Good night, everybody. Who? <laughs>